Hello there. So I'm um, back here now with my Wonder Woman 1984 spoiler talk. Uh, last night I already posted a, a complete non-spoiler review. That's on there. So if you've not seen this, if you've not seen the film, that's probably the best review to listen to. And then come back here once you've seen the, the film. But if you don't care about spoilers, eh, look, you've been warned, this is a complete spoiler zone. So there you go. But there is a spoiler-free zone with just my general thoughts and opinion on the film on the, the other um, uh, that I recorded last night. So uh, getting right in, we're going right into spoilers right now. So you've been warned. So yeah, the, the film gets off to a flying start. You've got like the little Olympic Games for the like the Amazonians and things. I love this. You've got young little Diana. It's all adults as well in it as well. And she's holding her own in it as well, but she does cheat as well. Goes down a little water spa. Uh, the Hans Zimmer score here is fantastic. Absolutely love it. You, you know, Hans Zimmer's always going to do a great score here. But it looks like she, she could be on the verge of winning, but then she stopped and then they say, oh, you cheated. You can't cheat when the truth will always be most important or something like that. Uh, and, the, and the truth is, plays a big important part in this film all, all the way through. So yeah, wonderful opening. This, you get the sheer size of spectacle on this. Even even watching it on TV, you get this, this sense of spectacle here, which really comes through, especially the score really helps ramp that up. So I absolutely love that. Next scene, right? There are some dodgy CGI in this film. And a lot of people I've heard complained about the, the mall scene it didn't bother me, to be honest. I actually thought it was fine. I actually thought this was a really good scene. I didn't think there was any bad CGI or anything. I think there's some dodgy CGI later in the film. I might talk about that later. But this scene, I really enjoyed this scene. This was light, fluffy, entertaining. It had the spirit of the Richard Donner Supermans, but also as well, uh, also had the nice little light flavour of the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans as well, especially the little, there were a couple of little moments when she like stops somebody from getting run over and a, a bride falls off a bridge and she swings in and saves saves her. That totally reminded me a lot of the little Sam Raimi Spider-Man, especially the first one when they do the little, um, when they've got the the, the montage scene, that reminded me of that. So, you know, I, I really saw so dug that. That was cool. Great little moment. Uh, Captures the robbers. Great scene. Absolutely loved it. This was really great. Gets the film off to a flying start. Now, the pace of this film, if there is the big flaw in this film, it's like not a lot happens after this in of like action or anything. Like you don't really see any of Diana. It's mainly all Diana Prince. You're not getting any Wonder Woman uh, for quite a bit after this scene. So the second act kind of introduces Kirsten Wood's character, Barbara. At first, I was nervous about this character because she came on, she was like acting all bumbly and all that, and I thought, hmm. Is she going to be really annoying? And I do like Kristen Wiig and things like that for the most part. I mean, Ghostbusters sucked, but that wasn't her fault. For the most part, I do like her. And she is actually really good in this movie, and she gets better and better. Her character art works really well in this film. At first, you were getting the vibe of, this is kind of like Edward Nygma in Batman Forever, uh, Jamie Foxx in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And funny enough, though, I did get a little Selena Kyle from Batman Returns vibe as well from this, because the little... little um, little cookie person who seems dumb but then we'll get extra well return like cat-like powers later on we'll come to that later but yeah yeah she's good though she's very she's really likable as well and you get and she does the contrast well where her character goes later on in the film which i really liked and um, maxwell lord as well as introduced played by pedro pascal again there's a couple of moments that's in this is quite cheesy a couple of times but he's really good, actually. He just nails it so well. I think as well, uh, now I've got to say one thing, big up to Pad Pedro Pascal. He's got two of the best phrases in pop culture from the last few years. This is the way, and life is good. 
but it could be better. So you can, those are immensely quotable, so he's got them now, so, you know, fair play to him. You know, um, what I like about the Pedro Pascal thing as well, uh, his character, what he does here is, I think we've all known a lot of these people that are like all bubbly, super cheesy people, uh, right when you see them, but they're like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, but they're putting on a front, but deep down inside, there's something not quite right, and that's really portrayed extremely well in this film. There's a moment as well. That's why we were talking about the the second act now, when he's like, with his, he's we're introducing his son at the time. The first time I was watching this, I was kind of thinking, what's the point in this? But it gets it plays an important part later on. But uh, yeah, and of course we're introduced to the wishing stone, so you can guess that's how Steve Trevor comes back. That's how Barbara gets her powers as well to him cheetah later on. But uh, as well, I've, I've actually like this. This was something I completely didn't see coming. And Maxwell Lord actually wishes to become the Wishing Stone. I was like, okay, that threw me off guard. I was like, I don't know, I thought he, he wished for powers or something like that. But no, this was even better. Now, is it silly and is it cheesy? Yes. But then again, it's set in the 80s. I think that could have been a deliberate ploy from this. I think that worked extremely well. What was originally, when Steve Trevor comes back, he's in a random person's body, which is quite... Dis disorientating at first. At first I was like, what's going on? Because it's like some random starts talking to Diana and she's like, go away, but then she starts he starts quoting things that Steve Trevor said to her. And then it's like she sees, and the audience sees Steve Trevor, but he's in and under randoms. I thought that was weird. I mean, you could have went with just, like, he just came back, but it does make you wonder what, what happened to that guy that he took over the body of for time. Oh well, who cares? Does it really matter? But you know, I got used to it once I went once I knew what was going on. And the second time I watched it, that didn't bother me in the slightest. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. The the I think the scene where it really takes off, pun intended, is when they go to the Smithsonian and they get the, the plane, because Steve really wants to fly a plane, but they they have to go after Maxwell Lord, he's going after crude oil or something. Uh and then they actually make the invisible jet. That scene is awesome. I loved it. And from this moment on, I think the film was pretty much non-stop. Whereas, like, I was enjoying it, and especially the first two scenes and things, I was I was enjoying it, but I wasn't quite top drawer. But then from this, it really started to fly, pun intended, again for for me. Um, I love to see, especially when the fireworks go off. It was beautiful. It was a, a really beautiful scene. Loved it. And you, there was a real sense of here we go with the puns again, but wonder. So you know. There you go. Great scene as well with the trucks as well. Absolutely love that. They're, they're going, the, the truck chase, absolutely brilliant. But you start to see Diana's losing her powers because one of the things they find out is with, with the stone, with a wish stone, it's the monkey's paw. So it gives you something, but it takes something in return and it's taking Diana's powers. Uh, we find out as well, it's, to, uh, we, we, Elsa, it's taking Barbara's like warmth and friendliness from when she was the person she was, and uh, Max Waller has taken his health, quite literally. And no, that's, those scenes are really brilliantly acted by Pedro Pascal. Like, he really sells it. I think it's really well done. Uh, of course, the first scene when you proper see Barbara's powers in action is when a, guy, a random guy who tried to attack her like, earlier in the film, but Diana saved her. She's on their own this time. She just... Not only does she stand up for herself, she beats the shit out of this guy and actually be beats it quite badly where he's bleeding and everything. And that's actually, that was actually quite shocking at this point because the re before this, the film had been really innocent. And was a, like I said, it had the Don feel of the Richard Donner Supermans, which were innocent films. And it's, it's still, most a, for the most part, a very family-friendly film. But this one was a bit, a bit out of left field when this happened. But it was great, though. I really loved it. 
Uh, of course, the scene in the White House, great, and you see Cheetah's powers for the first time properly in action, and she gives Diana a doing. It's like she actually whoops her ass, you, you, which we never really seen in the first film. This is what I say in my non-spoiler review. I think the villains are where this film actually is better. I think I like the film probably about as equal. At the moment, anyway, time will tell. If it stands up when I've watched it more times, as, the, as well as the first one, we'll, we'll see if it does. But as, at the moment, you know, the buzz of the new, great new movie to see, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it up there with the, with the first film as well. But the one thing where it is definitely better is in the villains, and uh, that she whoops, she whoops Diana's ass like in the, in the White House, which was a great little scene. Uh, I love the, the the moment after this, the heartbreaking scene though, when she has to renounce it. One of the things I have to do is renounce her wish, and Diana's has to renounce her wish. She's like, I'll never love again to Steve Trevor, so he has to go back. And it's it's a brilliant heartbreaking scene. So well done. Gal Gadot nails it beautifully in this scene. Just a wonderful performance. Chris Pine's great here as well. Absolutely fantastic. Then you've got the cool stuff. She actually sort of learns how to fly. She like jumps up in the clouds and things like that. Because and she's like listening to how Steve Trevor flies and everything like that. It was wonderful. I loved that. It's cheesy, but you know what? I'm going with the film, so I loved it at this point. And you know, we come to the finale, the big fight at the end. You've got like Diana's fighting Cheetah and everything like that. Uh, I actually like this. Really enjoyed it. Good stuff here. It looked fine. I, the I think the design for Cheetah was fine. It, it looked okay. And it, and then I think because I was enjoying the film so much, like I, I can forgive the anything sort of little flaws and things like that. And I enjoyed the fight; it was good. And then the scene where like Max Lord's giving all these wishes out, and the, the world's in absolute chaos. You got little things like the guy wishes another woman would drop dead and things like that. It's just like, what the fuck. But this was a great scene. I loved it, and it was really good. But I loved how like Diana had the lasso around Maxwell. And then was like talking to the rest of the world, you just, and it's amazing. I love that scene, so powerful, really entertaining. Uh, but yeah, just what a great film! I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the hell of it. And of course, Maxwell, I was talking about his son, he reunites with him. It's like, ah, oh, that's a nice moment. It kind of reminded me of Liar Liar when he's like, oh yeah, I wish for you to do this. He's like, no, I liked you, but I still want to come anyway. It genuinely reminded me of Liar Liar, but there you have it. And yeah, great film as well. We've got a lovely moment as well. We've got a, a, a little mid credit scene as well. If uh, Linda Carter makes an appearance, she looks amazing. Like she, she does. You can tell it's her as well. Sometimes it's, it's like she's, uh, she looks great as well. Absolutely fantastic. So yeah, there you have it. Wonder Woman 1984. As I said, I think it's in my top five for the DCU. Uh, pretty much on an equal keel at the moment with the first Wonder Woman. We'll see how it holds up over the coming over time will tell. But you know. My top three is like third place Suicide Squad, second place Man of Steel, first place Batman vs Superman, and they're all divisive and have had uh, bad critical reactions as well, and yet I love them, and uh, I kind of love this one as well, so it seems to be a theme of the DCU, even though Shazam was one of the ones that was universally loved by credits as critics, and I'm like, yeah, I liked it, I liked it, but I've only ever watched it once, I never bought it, I just taped it off TV, but oh well. There you have it. So that's my spoiler talk there on Wonder Woman 1984. I really enjoyed talking about it again. I think it was a film worth talking about again, just alongside my non-spoiler review. Great to have a big movie like this to talk about and talk in a bit more depth about. I hope that happens more often in 2021. I mean, it's been a real pleasure doing that. So anyway, um, if you've taken the time to listen to this, uh, thanks ever so much. And thanks for your time and goodbye.